you seek the key. But first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Kington here with Jim Cramer David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Pre-market is steady as the bulls try to add a third week to this 10% move off the October lows. Bond yields are cooperating somewhat. Ten-year drops below 4.4 earlier this morning, lowest since September 20. We'll watch the closes today. Our roadmap begins with stocks on pace for their third week of gains. Longest streak since July. Plus, Apple's chip challenges, the company reportedly facing more issues in its effort to replace Qualcomm chips and iPhones, further pushing back what has already been a delayed project. And Elon Musk is under fire this after endorsing an anti-Semitic post on X. This was Wednesday, but uh, the story continues to evolve. IBM, the latest to suspend advertising on the social media platform. Let's begin with the markets on track for another positive week. A lot of chatter this morning, Jim, about even the Bears, B of A is a good example, getting noncommittal, saying maybe you fade 45-50. Well, I, I think that one of the things that's happening is we do have the big broadening. I mean, look, for the longest time, who was doing good? Maybe Walmart. Everybody else, no. You wake up this morning, or if you got home last night and read the Gap stores, Gap it was like a throwback. It was like the, the Mickey Drexler got, remember Gap would go up, to, it was like the best performing stock every year. This thing reminds me of, all right, get away from the beaten, you know, beaten path. Get away from the Magnificent Seven. You're beginning to find stories that are monster good. Uh, Williams-Sonoma reports this quarter, they don't even care about the same store sales. They're just talking about profitability. David, next thing you know, you got a stock that's up 10. It is, we are making money in stocks that we haven't looked at in ages. All right, so like, well, Williams-Sonoma has not been an underperformer. Macy's and Gap, I mean, they, nobody's, you know. By the way, the market caps of these things are tiny. Gap was once a giant. We actually okay, so really did care. You know we really did care let's about just, Gap. Yeah, now, but I mean, when you want, let's honestly, the, who cares? Back to the 10-year plus 7 show? Who cares about Mag Gap? Mag 7? Who cares about Gap? Really? Why? Why do you care? Because no, you see, people can make money. They can go to the store. They can go to Old Navy. They can see the fresh look. They can see this. They can check the comp store sales numbers. And David, on a percentage basis, this is every bit as good you're as what you're getting from Nvidia in the last month. You're absolutely right. There you go. Dollars are still I wanted green, to give you one if you're morning. not mega cap. I like that. Yeah, David. They don't. You know, you go to the bank. Just, did you they make don't care. this? Make this in a small cap. Sorry. Go to Chemical Bank. All Remember right. that? All right. I gave you a softball. Don't do too much with it. There. Okay. Enough. There. You're right. Okay. Eh? Thank right. you. Money's money. And the gap <laughs> must, gave you some opportunity to make money. I guess my Friday. only point was it back to the 20, you know, the years when we really cared about it and Mickey Drexler oh. and they were at the, you know. Well, of course, Ross Stores was good. Growth. I mean, look, I got to tell you, I'm seeing things that I haven't looked at in a long time. David, we are seeing things like uh, Amazon selling cars. OK, so suddenly we've got, you know, whoever Amazon's going to team up with, I want to own. Lithia, Lithium Motors, you know Lithium from uh, Amazon selling cars. Huh? But you don't know Lithium. It is, uh, is Bezos selling stock? I think he might be selling some stock. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, I'm not sure. We'll find out in the filings. How about Tesla? I've been so? hearing that lately. Now, by the way, wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a. It's nothing huge to read into. He hasn't sold stock in years because, but he may have recently changed his residence to Florida. 
oh. uh, which might be one reason why you'd want to sell some stock now. But I've been hearing deal, that. Although, of course, you know, you can buy a car at Costco. People don't talk about that. But uh, Amazon, just so you know, uh, when you watch their football broadcast, they, they're doing Amazon Web Service. They're using all of their analytics. And so suddenly you have, a, a, if I were one of the other networks, I said, holy cow, it's a really interesting way to watch football. Did the Ravens win that game? Last night? Yeah, it was it. Barrow got hurt. I know. Yeah, I know. I watched it a little, a little bit. Yeah. Well, the Hyundai deal is interesting because they will sell on the retail platform. In return, AWS becomes Hyundai's preferred cloud provider. There's Alexa tie-ins. I mean, this is 3D chess. Look, look, I just think the chassis is doing things quietly that are amazing. And I, I, I know, like, for instance, you spend $8 billion on Alexa, okay? Uh, he's not... In the charity business, this Alexa is going to be doing things for you, and it could be it, it could end up being your AI assistant. I don't see why not. Why should Alexa be just sitting there? Wait, tell me, hey, put on some uh, Neil Diamond, you know, red, red wine. <laughs> red, red wine. Well, Jim, I'm fascinated by the Neil Diamond road, road, which I didn't realize. I didn't know that road, either. Red, red wine. Yeah, no, he's, really? He's talented. He was. Uh, but on Amazon, I mean, why, speaking of charity, though, why are they spending so much money on content then? Do they really need to spend it at all? Are you going to... Are you going to cut your Prime subscription if you stop getting anything from them content-wise? I think that they are sitting there thinking, well, maybe we have a gold mine on advertising. Maybe we have something that... They have a gold mine on advertising on the the site. No, but I mean, they they run run advertising. The NFL game is advertising. Uh, yeah, there is. But, but they are not making but they money are, okay, so, all right, at so they, all from the money they, they, they spend on view. content. They have a long-term view. To do now, what? To be what? To, to be, I don't know, to take over the world. They have a Black Friday football game. That was brilliant. All right, you couldn't answer Jets the question game, because sorry. it's very hard to answer that question. Well, it's very Because there be, are some shareholders who say, just stop, and that'll be $8 billion, $9 billion, $10 billion of the bottom line. Just stop. Okay, let's just stop the, one of the greatest wealth creators of all time. Not that. Let's just, just stop the, the content part of the business. Amazon's been getting grief about their spending for yes. 25 years. I just find that well. Jassy is putting, he, he, Jassy is a business person who's got designs to see how good this is versus say, well, I don't know whether, whether Alphabet thinks they have anything at all with the NFL Sunday ticket. No, my point is it's not clear how sticky it makes a customer whether they get uh, you know, whether you can watch Mrs. Maisel or not. But maybe they can raise price. Look, Apple put through a price increase for, no one even said anything. I just I mean, got the notification last you night. You did? Yeah, nine ninety nine now. It comes at 4 a.m. Who look? Oh, well, of course, <laughs> I've been up for an hour. I said, oh, dude, geez, I just paid for that. They're only but, going one way. I mean, you get ad-supported, obviously, which will keep some people, and then otherwise they've got to keep raising price. What do you hear in Disney? All these services what have to keep raising price. What do I hear in Disney? Disney yeah. What do you mean? What kind of a question is that? Just kind of open. <laughs> you oh, want to yeah, be more specific? I looked into this, the fellow from Value Act. Mason Morfitt? He's a hitter. You man. looked into him? <laughs> you have Oppo guys? I, look, I, look, I looked into him, Carl. I'm not He's connected. Sure. Which, the guy's connected. <laughs> <laughs> then I stopped looking into him. <laughs> um, meantime, we got a couple other stories in tech, uh, on chips in particular this morning. AMAT's oh. under some pressure after this Reuters report detailed a DOJ probe into the semiconductor maker reportedly for sending its equipment to a Chinese company without the required licenses. Apple reportedly falling further behind in its own effort to develop a modem chip for the iPhone. Jim, this Qualcomm partnership is feeling kind of sticky. Oh, God, and you're, you're not supposed to ever mention Apple's name. But Christian Amon just flouts that because he's, he's not a pal of Tim Cook. I will tell you that on the, the Gary Dickerson on the Applied Materials call last night, 44% of Applied Materials business is with China. 
He just said, hey, listen, this this broke a while ago. And then he wouldn't talk about it more. Uh, I was talking it over with my team this morning before I came up, and I wanted very much to say buy it. But you can't. You go in, you say something, and then the Justice Department drops a bomb on your head. But, uh, David, this did not seem to me uh, as something that was this global conspiracy to get the best stuff for China. But they do need China does need it. Right. Especially as we know from Alibaba that they need it. Right? Do we... Although who said that... We, we're doing someone who says yeah. that it's going to be the future. Oh, Pinchai says it's the, they, they're running rings around us. Who? Wait, AI. who? Where? China. What? China. Oh, China. Yeah. Sundar says that. Yeah. Okay. In AI. So we went over has he, has he talked to Microsoft about that? I think Satya I, Nadella might have a different view. Well, I just thought it was completely wrong. Uh, I'm going to be on, sure of my stuff there. I thought I went over this beforehand. By but the way, we, I think that we're running rings around. And, and don't forget, NVIDIA reports next week. How about this Times piece yeah. today looking sort of David Sanger's piece about the talks this week? Uh, for the first time in decades, uh, China needed a few things from the United States. Talking about a, a shift in the power balance. Yeah, look, I, I, they need growth. They need companies to, to locate there. Uh, the, I think, David, you, you're very close. You're, you always knew the Alibaba people. Um, I did. I, I don't now nearly I'd rather as closely be in Ma- as I'd I rather did be in Macy's.com. You would? Yeah. yeah Baba shares are looking down again this morning. Yeah, actually. it's just been a disaster if you own that. Um, I mean, and that's I been think, a chi- you think, know, way to play yeah, China. I think yesterday it was the decision not to spin cloud, but they also did point to a shortage of chips because of, of course, the export ban. But they ain't getting an NVIDIA chip. That's one thing. Like, Gina Raimondo, who's over there, and then got dissed immediately while she was over there, the usual shenanigans was... Uh, is one of the people who really knows what a H200 is. I mean, the government used to be very clueless. It's like, hey, chips, let's just block them. No, right. not the, the large form factor, the so-called dumb chips, the, the ICAP chips that apply materials. That's she, not what this is about. She has been the most involved of anybody in the cabinet, right? I mean, the, sec- the Secretary of Commerce, we're talking about, Gene Romano. Yeah. I've uh, not she met, talks to all of these executives in my person, sense regularly. Right. I've not uh, who met, met a business companies. person left or right who didn't think that she was maybe the most sophisticated person in government that we've ever dealt with when it comes to business. Yeah, and she's been at the forefront, obviously, the CHIPS Act, but also these bans yeah. that we're talking about. We could get her on here sometime. I have her on a lot. Oh, you do? Yeah, I'm always blown away by how good she is. Uh, she really knows want to bring her on our show maybe one day? I think she go toe-to-toe with, um, with Nikesh Rora told me I didn't know what I was talking about. Hmm. Uh, we did have a downgrade of uh, Palo Alto yesterday. Uh, B of A, not confident it's a one-quarter phenomenon. Oh, I thought that was unbelievable. I mean, it's about the total contract value and how you'd be able to, to trigger it. But I know that Sarah yesterday had George, George – she had Kurtz from CrowdStrike. Now, of course, she's an inch a quarter, so he couldn't talk. But there was, an up, there was a big par- price target bump of CrowdStrike kind of indicating that they don't have a problem. I think Palo Alto looks sixth best performer in the S&P. I think, I think that he's got a great solution for both on-prem and cloud, whereas CrowdStrike's cloud-native, David. Right, right. But you're not worried. No, when I'm not worried. To, I uh, think Palo Alto. You, no, and the cash, is, the cash is financing some of these contracts, and they had to, some of these guys wanted to shorten their contract to one year instead of long-term deals, so therefore the billings number was no longer as good an indicator of business. Yeah. Pinch, I, I am delaying competitor to Microsoft. I'm sorry, Google. say that again, Going Jim? back to Google, Pinch, I delaying the competitor to Microsoft, it's my memo. I do my memo. So no, I'm aware of I your memo, memo for the, but when you jump around in your memo, Black those Friday people are actually trying to follow we, and we listen to you Friday special may not be able to do so. Yeah, we have a Black Friday special. It's a doorbuster. I'm making everyone work on Thanksgiving. I'm sure you are. I'll be here on Thanksgiving. Do you want to repeat that now that we can explain it? So Sundar Pichai at Google says they're doing what? 
I'm just reading the headlines. I mean, Tell me. Delaying competitor to Microsoft. That's people are worried about whether he has. You know, look, this was this Ignite conference. Look, usually these conferences yes. don't mean that much, right? Yeah, the Ignite conference. This Ignite been, conference made a lot news of every day. Have come out of it. I've got a note here from Wolf uh, Research, for example, yeah. and they, I mean, they could not be more excited about the possibilities that Copilot presents. Uh, they cite the compelling stats. Seventy percent of Copilot users say they're more productive. Sixty-eight percent. Seventy-seven percent would rather have a fr- that in a free lunch, right? Sixty-eight percent say it improved the quality Give, of their work. How about the free lunch? But they go on to say that the next thing is going to be this low-code tool to customize Copilot for Microsoft 365 yeah. that will enable people to build standalone Copilots yeah. that they think could drive virality comparable to what Teams saw from COVID, but in this case for OpenAI. Um, it just gives you a reflection of the continued enthusiasm coming out of Microsoft's right. Ignite meeting of a couple of well, days ago. And there's also a second Piper had this, what's hot, what's not, piece yesterday. And today they say, listen, what's hot is also uh, MongoDB and Oracle, okay? Uh, hot Microsoft security, that, that would be a competitor to Palo Alto or CrowdStrike, really to CrowdStrike. But then they say the Copilot all the time is a no-go. They said that there's been too much time talking about how everybody, that Microsoft Copilot fits together with everything. So that was a little contrary to that view. But so every, to, to this research piece. Yes. Yeah. But I yeah. do think that Ignite ignited the stock again. Microsoft stock has been has been the best. Yeah, they are very bullish at, uh, at least. Well, look, I, I, they're a smart company. No one ever thought they were a dumb company. No, are they in the lead in AI, Microsoft? Yes or no? You mean after NVIDIA? Yes. Yeah. I mean, on the, on the more the usage case, not the... Absolutely not. Yeah, not even close. Absolutely. When we come back this morning, we'll talk about this backlash against Elon Musk after his latest controversial posts on X. IBM, of course, pulling its ads from that platform. We'll get to uh, some other names. Uh, CSX with Jim last night. Big piece in the journal on EL. We'll talk some oil. Got calls on Roblox and Expedia and Airbnb. And we'll see if we can head into the weekend with some strength. Back in a minute. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Tesla's moving lower again after falling almost 4% yesterday in the wake of the latest social media controversy surrounding Elon Musk. On his X platform, Musk responded to a post which embraced an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory, calling it the absolute truth, though he attempted to qualify that statement in a later post. Didn't stop IBM from pulling its ads from X after a report found that some of them were positioned next to pro-Nazi content. Jim, this definitely has the eye of the street, Citron yesterday saying, uh, take your car back. It's not as good as the BMW anyways. Look, uh, this thing is so hot uh, that I don't think it may even transcend whether he believes in what he's right there. 
Yeah, uh, listen, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not atypical for Mr. Musk to wade into things where you really question as to why and express opinions that are uh, distasteful, to say the least. Um, I uh, don't know him particularly well, spent some time with him, know a number of people who are much closer to him, and certainly don't believe in any way that he's an actually an anti-Semite. It's something that I actually asked him back in May, guys, you may recall, because even back then he had some tweets about George Soros, who he clearly does not have uh, particularly nice feelings about. And uh, it was right around the time of our interview. Take a listen. When you do something like that, do you Yeah, think I think about, that's true. That's my opinion. Okay. But why share it? Why share it? Especially, because, I mean, why share it when people who buy Teslas may not agree with you? Advertisers on Twitter may not agree with you. Um, why not just say, hey, I think this. You can tell me. We can talk about it over there. You can tell your friends. But why share it widely? I mean, uh, I, this is freedom of speech. I'm allowed to say what I want You wanted. absolutely are. But I'm trying to understand why you do, because you have to know it's got a... There, it puts you in, a, in the middle of a, the partisan divide in the country. It makes you a, a lightning rod for criticism. I mean, do you like that? I, you know, people today are saying he's an anti-Semite. I don't think you are. No, I'm definitely not. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like a pro-Semite. Um, you know, he continues to have this feud with the ADL and Jonathan Greenblatt, it seems, although they seem to come to some agreement some time back. That may be in part uh, a reason for it. My understanding is, by the way, he's probably one of the larger contributors to the ADL, is Musk. But, you <laughs> know, he has a reckless abandon to create risk. Uh, that, again, is from somebody who's close to him. Um, and it, it doesn't end. Um, he, you know, listen, people say he has no idea who's Jewish or not. He could care less. He only wants to know what you can do for him to advance what it is that he's looking for. Well, and he's not, he doesn't care about well, that. He doesn't care if your kids are sick. He doesn't care. He's just moving forward. Well, let's bring it back to, to what we do. So how many people will pull? How many companies will pull? And yeah. if they pull, what are the implications for the stock of Tesla? Because you're going to need money because that thing is a burner Twitter. What's the implications for Linda Yaccarino? You just stay there and just say, hey, listen, let me defend it because I have a contract. Jim, there would not seem to be anything positive that comes from his, no. his decisions to engage on these kinds of things, and particularly in the way that he does. Um, you're right. He's got that. You're right. You're able to re- you can recall things that you said, with it, but that would also a bit. You know, there's a syndrome, not that I'm a doctor, but there's a syndrome that, that about the speed. It's kind of like the, kind of the market. The speed between your brain and what you say, and there's an affliction. Well, he's been asked, your brain you know, the 4 a.m. tweets you, or whatever yeah, time they are, although this was not necessarily most, one of them. Most people have a filter that they don't even realize they were born with, and then there's some people who have, have minds that work so fast that you think it's a great thing, and it turns out to be a tremendous liability. This man's mind must work faster than anybody's Well, but he also just, he's always just moving forward. Somebody said to me, so, you know, this will be like the bug on a windshield of a Cybertruck at some point. It'll just tomorrow is another day for him. He wakes up and it's... Well, tomorrow could be another day for... I mean, you know, what, who's, you know who felt like that? Don Imus. It's just another day. Uh, yeah, but he had an employer. This is a little bit different. Well, no, I'm say just that saying he's that a far, 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 well, far, saying, far would, more powerful well, fellow. No, true, but I'm just And saying, by the way, with greater, much greater no, influence, which is why. It's an ad supporter site. I'm saying, Twitter is an ad supporter Yeah, ad yeah. Oh, yeah. no, no, Tesla, look, I think yeah, Tesla's Yeah, I mean, Don Imus had an employer, but he has financiers. Right, he has financiers, but at the same time, if you're Linda Yaccarino, you were not hired to, to defend, you were hired to sell. And this is makes it a tougher sell. You call these guys today and say, listen, he didn't mean it. But then you have, well, 
They said, we don't care. Yeah, we don't know. At some point, you just say. We don't say, care whether you mean or not. Right, enough. Right. doesn't matter what you may Is be. Is he a genius? Yeah, but, you know, I don't have to advertise next to we're not done talking about it, obviously. It's no. uh, all over the street today. When we come back, we'll get Kramer's Mad Dash. Countdown to the opening bell. One more look at futures on this Friday morning. Don't go anywhere. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. Like Olu Shehi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. All right, we got got a mad dash for you. I, I'd say you kind of called an audible. You yes, sat here because you saw why. Dave Cody, well, the chairman of Vertive. And you said, hey, why not? Okay, so earlier this week you said, hey, you buy it, build all these data centers. I did. Tell me how to play it. I actually mentioned well, the stock. I did mention it. And so suddenly it's like the purloin letter. Boom, you know, it's like the duck comes down. It's Dave Cody and his team. Dave's the chair. Okay, so he's chair. Yes, he's But this is a company uniquely. By the way, this was also a SPAC. This was this is one this of the is most one of successful the first SPACs. SPACs. That's right. When SPACs were... Going to be real things, yes. not phony things. No, when they were going to be far and few between for particular reasons and not adopted wholly as just a try, uh, an right. opportunity for people to make money. Right. Um, and, and, and it's been very successful. Right. And it plays in the data center. And what? You're happy about it? You like it? Well, I, I think, first, it did have a bit of a, you know, there was a period yes. where it wasn't doing as well. And a lot of it had to do with inflation. And I know that, I, I don't know Mr. Albertosi, the, the CEO, but I will tell you, that when you see this, what it says is, this is a market that is still vibrant. And I want you to go to Larry Ellison when he's talking about Oracle being in the data center and just saying we can't build them fast enough. Vertiv. Vertiv is involved in yes. basically putting it all together for yes, you. Yes, it is. And I right. just think Inside. that it's, it's the kind of thing where you look at it. You know, Vertiv, I mean, the one hand, David, Vertiv, DraftKings. I mean, come on. Name me, name me five SPACs that are real. No, that's it. You just named the two. Yeah. You named That's the two. about it. I'm sure somebody else will come up with another one, but those are the two. I have one earlier yeah. this week. Uh, uh, Vera Mobility is a real company. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, um, this was a company, David, that had you bought it when it had to the second pre Well, not a pre Yeah, second you bought it on that, right, that, yeah. Look at this, David. This is how money's made. Oh, I'm sorry. You can only make money in Magnificent 7. Ignore this move from 12 to 43. It doesn't count. I went to the bank. They said that we're not taking that money. I had to do it in PayPal. Crypto. Speaking of money, we got an opening bell uh, four minutes away. And don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere by listening to and following the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. The economy will likely weaken. In other words, its growth rate going to something close to zero, plus plus or minus, maybe one percent. And with that, that that exerts a slight downward pressure on interest rates. At the same time, the supply issue becomes an important issue. That's Dalio on Squawk earlier this morning talking about the economy. Also had some comments, Jim, about China this week. He did say that the threat of outright war with uh, China vis-a-vis Taiwan has gone down. I like that because the best, the best, most cogent interview I've heard was a Bloomberg interview on this issue with Kissinger saying it really is important that we bring this back down. And Kissinger knew more about China, I think, than anyone knows more than anyone in our lifetime. And I thought that that's what really happened. I, I mentioned earlier in my, in my memo that it was, and, and on Twitter, that there was not a lot of business 
just done. But what there was was a step back. And I remember, for those who are old enough, the step back from when Russia seemed like they, they were on a nuclear warpath with us was very good. And I think that this was very good that there was a step back. I don't think anyone gained an advantage. I, David, we didn't even get Hocktan getting the very shortly uh, go-ahead on the VMware deal. Wait, oh, don't people are hanging on your every word when it comes to VMware, They're not Jim? Hanging on anything. Yeah, they are because they think that you're in regular touch with Hawk. So, what did you just say? No, I just said that. Remember, Hawk said a couple weeks ago that very shortly the deal will be done. Yes. He would. Uh, Hawk was at the CEO of Broadcom. Was at the dinner. Right. And I was thinking that maybe this was one of those things that, like, within the next few days, you would hear. You know what? It's been approved. That's what I was saying. I, and they're not hanging on every, every word on this or on anything else I do. Okay. All Just right? want to make sure. You I know mean, nothing right now about VMware approval. Nobody else does either. No one knows. I'm just saying you don't have any insight. No. I mean, David, I mean, what, it, it, this is that whole, the carnet, this is the O's the metalist thing. Just, yeah. I'm, thinking, I'm just trying to number. I'm just trying to help you help yourself. I'm gonna have those That's all week. I'm doing here. Just trying I'm to help you help yourself. Well, thank. You. I really appreciate your help. You're welcome. Yeah, it's real pal. You're a real pal. I am a pal. Yeah. Jim, a lot of headlines today about oil in a bear market. Uh, now down 23% from the October high. This is going to be four weeks lower. Uh, average what? gas in this country might be headed to 299. I think that. When Dalio speaks about, about uh, I disagree with him on the 1%. I think that there's so many things going the way of the bulls, but uh, uh, in terms of both employment being strong but costs going down, that you won't have to do much. I'm not saying the Fed's going to cut, but I am saying that a lot of things are going the Fed's way. The one thing that I do, do think is a lot of traders are long oil. Joe Turnover, thank you for this. We're going back and forth. But there is an OPEC meeting at the end of the, end of the month. Yep. Maybe they uh, tighten. David. Uh, the natural demand here turned out to be, I think, much more related to a theory about what happened in the Yom Kippur War in 1973, where oil shot up big because of a boycott. But it turns out that I think a lot that Saudis are not playing ball uh, with it's a boycott. very different world anyway. Right yes. Now. It's a very it's 50 years. It's very different. We're the largest producer in the world. Right. And we what are we, 13 million plus barrels yeah, now today? Yeah, 13 We're doing 2 million more than we were. And people, they were quietly pumping more than people realized. But you're right, David. We were 8 million. Uh, and eight this is ago. more of a move on an expected softness in economic, in economic uh, activity, isn't it? Yeah, but it... And China's still really not... By the way, they buy a lot of their oil from Iran. Yeah, like and all, the all around yeah. themselves. But yeah, I did CSX on last night, and it is absolutely, look, there's just less commerce being done. I mean, that's what's that. There's less commerce being done in the country, whether it be chemicals, whether it be wood, whether it be ag. CSX is just a really good, Hendricks, Joe, Joe Hendricks, just a great judge of what's happening in the country. Carl, I, I look at the rails, and I think, I don't know, it, it's, the economy's not burning, it's, but it's not falling apart. Yeah. And that's where it's kind of where we are. That's not one. That's not one percent growth. That's like two, three. Yeah. Well, actually, Goldman went to one eight yesterday on uh, on their Q4 tracker. But Joe did talk to you last night about at least a rebounding in freight. Yeah. Here's what he said. We've had good momentum into the fourth quarter, actually. So we're seeing some of that. Chemicals are coming back a little bit. Autos post-strike are coming back. Grain harvest has been good. So we're seeing some of that. Well, domestic intermodal since around June, July has been picking up. International intermodal, again, consumers purchasing goods. When that picks back up, and maybe it will if the Fed's, if the Fed's done, we can see more imports coming in, and then we can see some growth there. But the domestic intermodal has been growing. 
that's when he said, if the Fed's done, we both were talking about one of the top 10 stocks. If you think the Fed's done, because you buy the rails and you buy his rail. And he is a good railroad man. David, you know, he's out of Ford. He's a customer for many years. He right. knows how right. inefficient the rails have been. And he can take that thing very high. He's a good CEO. Are you hanging on my every word, or are you just looking at your phone? I'm not looking at my phone at all. I was looking up a, a stock. It's too small oh. to. It's probably too small to talk well, about. Well, why don't you run it by me? Charge point. Oh my God, I have it. Okay, so the CEO and the CFO gone, just gone. Gonzo blown out. I mean, did you get that one? CHPT. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, some issues there. Stock, it's. I mean, it's, it's, it's below billion dollar market value, but I guess we can still talk well, about it. It's I mean, not looking good here at all. You, it's not you, going you, well. You re, you, you really Something tells that, me when you're 52 week high there? is 13 and you're trading at a buck 98. Well, you know me. I have a keen sense of the you, obvious. You major obvious. You, yeah. but, but I tell you. Okay, so this, the Pasquale Romano, who Let's was see. the CEO, he, he was the former CEO. He's gone. Okay. And now Rick Williams is in there. Okay. New CEO Rick Williams. Rick Williams. Yeah, Rick Williams. Okay. You know, whatever. The cash might be inadequate. Uh, the CFO gone too. David, I'm putting this in the category of. You don't really want to make a stand, charge point. Speaking of chargers and charging, it's not chargers. A- I have Herbert going this weekend, and Ke- <laughs> Keenan Allen will be play. Check with Schefter. Keenan Allen will play. He will. Huh? Yeah, I was worried play. about that. That's good to hear. Well, he, has, he has shoulder problem. Uh, no, I'm talking more about charging infrastructure in the United States. Oh, okay. And the fact that it does seem to be an impediment, perhaps now, to people's decision making when it comes to EVs. Absolutely. And. Well, um, you know, one of the gating issues, price perhaps still being number one, but there's no doubt this is a this is a concern. But is the uh, charger going to be working? Am I, how long am I going to have to wait? You know, just the inconvenience well, of it. There are people spending billion. There are companies spending billions of dollars trying to figure out how to make a faster charger, mm-hmm. and even just five minutes faster, it's billions of dollars in research. So it's I admit it's a problem. I did want to talk about Rivian being somebody, a company that where there's no ennui there. People still want the Rivian. And uh, Amazon wants it. Cars look interesting. They're going to lower the price of the cars. And they are building a new plant. This is why I mentioned it, because it goes full circle for those who are hanging on every word. CSX. They're building a plant in Georgia next to the CSX route. Yeah, we I, we saw that. Significant state support, right? Or at least some bonds that are being sold I to help support it in Georgia. Yeah. The, it's, it's batteries and, is it both? Yes, and I think that Rivian is the one that you have to watch. Not Lucid mm-hmm. and not Fisker. It's Rivian. They're real. And the stock went down because of a convertible bond. And the shorts just roll over like heat-seeking missiles. But I, I actually think that Rivian is here to stay. Well, they do have an enormous need for capital, as we pointed out many times. Well, Phil LeBeau, of course, reports on the company all the time. I mean, that's the oh, yeah. amount of capital for these companies, and whether it's Rivian or Lucid or Ford or GM, are going to go through before they get to profitability for their EVs. Oh, man. Well. I, I'm so glad you mentioned it because Rivian would tell you it's not like Ford and GM are making a lot of money. In no, they're losing an enormous amount Incredible. of money. Incredible. And don't forget, GM spent a lot of money on Cruise. Yes. That doesn't seem to be Well, at some, point, at some point it might. But it gets back to the idea that there is waning that there is waning demand for EVs. I, again, I'm not saying they aren't, they're still growing, but well, how about when, not nearly at the rate. Okay, so because Elon Musk may or may not be listening, most likely not, but they have that remodel coming out that, that is going to be very big. The three. Yeah, obviously huge. Tesla. I think yeah. people are waiting for the three. 
Uh, meantime, uh, looks like GM ratification's done. Yes. Uh, Stellantis just now crossing the wires, the UAW vote tracker. Looks like that's done. Well, um, we do have Mannheim, Jim, uh, down from November 5 plus, which is going to feed into CPI. Oh, my. And by the way, when you look at the housing starts number, it was multifamily home, which is going to be rents down. This, again, is the... It, I just can't believe it. Jay Powell's not lucky. He's good. Well, this you, is amazing. Uh, BMO had a note yesterday on oil, uh, which carved, they they say, two-tenths out of CPI in October, yeah. and probably is going to do it again in November, which would set you up for the lowest back-to-back headline CPI print since the shutdown. And then watch that gas drop from 330 to 250, and then the next thing you're going to have a good, good number in January. David, this is a monumental switch in mindset. And it's, it's exemplified what's going on at a Ross Stores, which is giving you a great great prices for merchandise. Mm-hmm. And you see that people are gravitating toward companies that where they have merchandise that are from other stores that were in trouble. I, I, well, I just think that this is a very good moment for stocks, and I just feel like that a lot of stocks I like, uh, you you would say need a microscope. <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't. I mean, listen, Ross Stores is worthy of discussion. It's Market cap is ten times that of the gap. <laughs> we need to know what David's here? tolerance level is. <laughs> yeah, in terms I'll of tell you what his tolerance level is. He's never been to a Ross store. <laughs> I think I have. No, you have. Oh, no, I, I, it was a Coles. Yeah, you're right. I have. Oh, just mix never them up. It's Ross like you know, I've never been to a Ford. Coles is not worthy GM. of discussion, by the way. <laughs> Coles reports. Just to be clear, it's not. You don't have Coles Ross cash. Stores, you however, have, Coles cash? have at it. It's a forty-three billion dollar market cap. What do you think? Yeah, I bought a handbag once there from yeah. my wife, and I bought a belt. It was pretty good. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, I bought a, I bought a bunch of umbrellas. I buy all my umbrellas now on Amazon. That's the kind of insight oh, that Amazon, America really hangs on every word. Day. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Amazon, terrible, terrible company. <laughs> That's why I like Vertiv. Uh, Jim, really quick, like while we're on Zoom, while we're, we're in the space, uh, BJ uh, down two. Yeah. As uh, they uh, they do reiterate the full year guide, uh, comps were a little better than expected. And then you got this EL piece in the journal, where they say the family and the board are at odds about whether or not Fabrizio needs to stay. Wow, I, I, I have to tell you that when I read that piece, I was thinking about um, succession. You mean succession the show? Yes. Uh, it's a very interesting piece. It's Obviously piece. delves into the great history here of Vesti Lauder herself yeah. in terms of how she started the company, some great family photos, and then pointing to that next generation um, not just William, the next generation. So it's Jane, and you know, whether yeah, whether they will take over in some way. Well, obviously, do you think he do, what is do you think? You followed this company very closely. Well, does he deserve a, to lose his job? Does he deserve to lose his it's job? It's a tough question, I know. I think that there were many things that happened very quickly, whether it be COVID. He was uniquely making a bet that he didn't realize he was making on, on President Xi and turnaround and didn't get it. I mean, we could be saying, well, listen, shouldn't they get rid of the CEO of Richemont, to get rid of the CEO of Hermes. I mean, the answer is that that is, he should have pulled out of the tailspin two quarters ago, and he didn't pivot. Uh, kind of felt there was a little bit too much hope in what he did. No one disagrees that he was a great manager over time, but I, I, look, my travel trust owns it, and all I can say is you do are what your record Do you believe in the are. turnaround plan that he does have in place right now? Right now, no. Absolutely not. Oh, you don't? No, I don't. And I'm just trying to figure out whether I want to sell it and take it so that it minimizes the amount of money I have to send out of the trust. Because I don't like to keep sending money out, even though it's great to give money to charity. Uh, but no, I don't because uh, I felt that this was the quarter. And if it wasn't this quarter, then it wouldn't happen. That's where I am now. Tough. 
don't right. like that. I think he's terrific. He made money for years and years, but there are just too many mistakes, too many unforced errors, too much belief in, in the China coming back, and not having a backup plan to China not coming back. That's what that's what matters. Needed a backup plan. Needed a backup plan. You need a backup you always plan. need a backup plan. Well, you know, it, it, Mr. Wolf, named Mr. Wolf. Yes. How many? How long did what, did he have, and how Nine, much? Did he have? Well, he said he'd be there in ten. Yeah. Right. right. No, it, minutes, it, 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 it takes thirty minutes. I'll be there in ten. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. they don't have a Mr. Wolf. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. And that's the problem. <laughs> and I don't want to be too glib about it. I mean, when you lose the amount of money, the money, well, we don't have a huge position, but when you lose that kind of money, I, everybody's in on it. That means my judgment was suspect. His judgment was suspect. The family judgment suspect, and I just I have no answer for having. This is not Disney, where I I bought it and I had faith that it could come back and it will. This is not Boeing. This is a cosmetics company that's being killed by Elf in this country. Killed by Elf. And you're not talking Will Ferrell. No, no. I slips face and then overseas, the duty free bad, China bad, even problems in Korea. I mean, look, I, I don't know what to say. I, I support, I wanted this thing to work. It had been so great for so long. But look at Elf, there's, your, there's a chart for you. And there's, there's like activists who don't like this guy, he's like killing him. And, and he's killing it, by the way, in Target. Killing it in Target, yeah. uh, via Ulta. Another breakout lately is Expedia, uh, oh. which is another 52-week high here. Jim, Evercore goes to outperform, even as they cut Airbnb to inline. Well, it's such a cheap stock. You know, it's at 14 times earnings, and Booking.com is, uh, I think, not as good a company, and, and that's selling for 21 times earnings. I thought that the Airbnb, uh, that seemed to be damning with faint praise. I mean, it talked about how maybe it's plateauing. I don't know. I think Airbnb is a company that continually gets, uh, it, it, it is the gold standard, and people just don't give it its due, but it's not been a bad stock. And Brian, just a very good, very good CEO. Very good. When you say they don't give it its due, what do, you, what do you mean? A lot of analysts just don't like it. There's many analysts just think that it's peaked. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not buying that. I don't think it's peaked. I didn't think the piece, the downgrade, made sense even on a valuation basis. I thought it was uh, not a cheap shot. I just didn't think it was good judgment. Not good judgment. Starting to see some upgrades, Jim, of some downbeaten names. It's Zoom today out of city. They go to neutral. <laughs> You know, you've known this company pretty yeah, well last well, look, years. Yeah, well, you know, my stepson worked at Zoom, and, it, you know, look, there isn't a person at Zoom who doesn't worship Eric Yuan. He's fantastic. But they, are they one-trick pony? They're trying to do different things. They have apps that are different that people don't give them credit for. But they got, they ran into the, oh, yeah, buzz saw that it's Microsoft. And, and I think that that's really that. I mean, people still Zoom, but Microsoft is very powerful. And I think that that's really been what's bothered them is Microsoft. I, I don't think that they're, I don't think there's one trick as people think, but Microsoft is so powerful. Like when you put on your, your PC, the yeah. darn thing pops up. You can't, you can't kill it, you David. You can't kill teams. No, you it, can't will, kill it. it will follow you wherever you go. Yeah. Would you, you know, like to team now? How about now? I don't know. What about I, now? I, 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 I when know. I turned it on this morning, it popped up. That yeah. or like their news site that has Trump every day. I mean, like, some days he doesn't have news. There's like days when Trump has news and then days he doesn't have news. It doesn't have to be a lead story every day. That's called trickery. You trick people. See, you want to get ratings. They want ratings. Oh, really? They want wow. Microsoft. Do you own wow. They own you. Are they going to get us Copilot here? Are we going to be able to you use it? You have to it? pay Copilot. For my uh, workflow and everything else? You have to pay for Copilot. Meanwhile, all I do is get junk emails. So they haven't even figured out how to get AI in my, in my inbox to, like, help me. I can't help you. 99% just junk. Really? Yeah. 
and then I miss the people telling ones. you that they want to wire you 17 million, and <laughs> then you get, give them. I don't get you those. give them their phone number and your social security, those. Dave. I that's what happens. Get, give them know, your social security so they can really nail, really nail you. Yeah. You know, by the way, when I had uh, when I had Dikesh uh, uh, on for uh, for Palo Alto, and he said, "Look, there's still no uh, solution for the people who are gullible enough to give people information they don't know." And that is still the centrality of cybersecurity is you want to help someone really quickly. So what's the social? And now Verizon has taken, I believe, a unique approach and has decided to be completely unhelpful to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Is that hotter than talking about? That was funny. Is that like this, David? unique approach. Yeah, no, we don't have to talk about X. It's not a public company. Oh, okay, let's just forget about that one. There is $13 billion, roughly, $12.5 billion that is held by a number of banks that are not particularly happy about having owned that. But How much, what's Morgan Stanley's exposure? That's the debt that was provided. Morgan Stanley's exposure was? It's it's not insignificant. I no. mean, obviously, it's, it, it's, it's, not a, by the it's stock a large 30 points, it's a large syndicate of, of banks that, that own that debt, but they haven't been able to sell it, at least not at a price that they'd be willing to take, well, I don't think. I think it is a story. At some point, maybe Musk wants to buy it back. He could do so at a significant discount. It might be very helpful for him for his interest costs. Okay. We'll follow that. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about that Monday, so we can just keep bringing this topic up. Really help. Sure. Or we could call Verizon, see if they could be helpful. <laughs> I'm, I've been on hold the whole show. The whole show, <laughs> right. the whole show I've been on hold. That's like, what that sounds like. Wait, wait a second. Music. How about you ever, you, when you ever ask for a supervisor? No. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. And then, then, you just get, get, then you get disconnected no. yeah. after like 30 minutes finally getting to somebody, and then it's like, wait, what? You're gone? Oh, it's a nightmare with Verizon. No, we're not going to help you, you idiot. Uh, Why don't you just try to even switch from us, moron? <laughs> yeah, thank let's you. check bonds as we go to break here. Going to have to work our way through some Fed speak. We've already got Barr and Daly on the tape. Daly says the Fed, quote, needs the boldness to wait in uncertain times. And we'll see if the 10-year can close below 443, which some argue is the trend line, Jim. Well, there you go. It's just a, I'm telling you, these last two weeks are just things of beauty. We have to start looking at stocks other than the MAG-7. Back in a minute. Time for Jim and Stuff Trading. Earlier this week, I talked about how TJX always guides uh, down or tepidly, and then the stock gets hammered, and then you got to wait five days, and then you got to buy it. Well, here we go. Okay, so TJX uh, is now cheaper than Ross Stores. It's a better-run company than Ross Stores. I happen to like home goods very much, David. I got a turkey platter there once. It was just fantastic. Not the, no turkey in it, but, you know, when I had a gobble guide, I had, like, the head of a turkey on the platter. Very nice, very nice. And I just think you buy TJX right here, right now. How about tonight? Okay, I'm doing a face-off. Well, Ben Stoda's doing a face-off, and Cliff Mason's doing a face-off. Right about Lindy versus Air Products, and these are the two industrial gas companies of our era, and they are deeply involved with hydrogen and being able to, and climate change. And we're going to tell you which one's better. Were you unnerved by industrial production yesterday, or no. is that just all autos and? It's all autos in the strike, and that's why I thought the CSX comments were so cogent. Uh, I do think, by the way, that you're not going to build any more plants if you can get away with it, uh, auto plants in that area, in Detroit, because I think Sean Fain turned out to be the most powerful force. We look at capitalism in in 2023, he's going to turn out to be the most powerful force in capitalism because he took those, he took the industry apart, turned it upside down. Well, the Times yesterday, top 1% owns 31% of U.S. wealth. 
the bottom 50% own 2.5% of U.S. Well, wealth. Well, I think that the Tsar owns a lot of the wealth and the Kulaks own a lot of the wealth. And maybe it's time that we go from the Finland station to the Finland station. You don't really believe that, though. No, I'm just saying that we're, we have a problem in the country. And I think We've had it for a long time. We haven't president been Reagan able to was the, probably it. the foremost president on this issue and talking about how there's just the, it's just too great a disparity between what the people who work but on the factory But there are those, line. to Carl's point, who say that it, is the, that it is the decline of unions that has in part caused that because of the... Well, that, that, look, I don't know. I mean, look, how successful was the Starbucks union barista thing versus the, how good the gingerbread chai is? Jesus, Right, fantastic. the unions now versus 50 years kidding. ago is very I, different. My daughter was a barista. It's a very hard job. But I do think that... The, the disparity in the country is ridiculous. I mean, what are we going to say? It, it, it's it's terrible. And I mean, I was a Trotskyite at college. I admit that, and I was a union leader, and I was I, and then lived in my car. And what what did Zaslav tell and, the Times? Uh, the actors were right about just about everything. Yep. But he's got great, you know, he's got great properties. Zaslav. IP, IP, IP. I had to read that forty-two thousand <laughs> yes. word opus because I heard that he had read it. Nothing. Nothing. Just say IP a lot. We've got great IP. We have to go. I want to you congratulate have great IP. Sarah, Sarah Eisen on a fantastic. Yes, day. yes. Hopefully we'll get. We'll talk more about it in the next hour. Uh, amazing uh, doc last night. Jim, we'll see you at six. Yeah. Mad Money, six p.m. Eastern. Red, red wine. Who would have thought? <laughs> Neil Diamond. Uh, holding forty-five hundred. Back in a moment. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.